The views in this podcast are the participants' own and are not the views of their respective companies. Welcome to Aerox The Legacy Life, the podcast asking, what does a career in runoff insurance or reinsurance actually look like? I'm your host, Katie Reynolds, and today I'm joined by Natalie Weedman, Portfolio Management Analyst at Swiss Re. Natalie is also a member of the Next Gen Council and is the co-chair of our Digital Content Committee. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't we just jump right in and tell our listeners, what is your role as a Portfolio Management Analyst? So my role is two-pronged, and one side is in alignment with what the name is, portfolio management. I'm a portfolio manager for uh, two portfolios here at Swiss Re. One is our financial lines, North America business, and the other is our North American motor business. So my job there is to really just serve up insights into how our business is performing to our client markets. And underwriters, those who are client-facing and who are walking into renewal discussions, I want them to know, you know, what's what's really happening with their business. Are there a lot of losses happening? Are there trends that we're seeing that they need to be aware of, even just with reporting? Uh, so that's on one side. The other side is commutation. So I'm a commutation steel lead. And what we're doing is we're basically looking at our runoff landscape. And we're trying to, I guess, essentially reverse underwrite, where we're looking at our current liabilities and we're saying, is there any way that we could maybe open up some capacity by commuting some of this business? And so our role is to identify kind of a scope that we would want to approach the client about and then talk to the client about it. And because of the various carriers that we deal with, so all the way from regional, national, all the way up to your globals and larges, sometimes the conversation starts off, what is a commutation? You know, this is what it is, and this is the process. And then other times you're just searching for a peer in the carrier organization who probably does commutations pretty regularly. So obviously that brings in some profit for Swiss Re when we are able to commute some of this old legacy or runoff business. We do give the client a consideration or payment, but generally we have those priced out. And so we feel like we are not losing out essentially with that transaction. So those are the two two sides of my role. And how did you end up in this role? What has your career path looked like to this point? So like many in insurance, I did not land here by choice <laughs> or it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily my chosen career path. So I went to college for communications and then right after college, I started out in an insurance agency and I worked as a licensed producer for personal lines, PNC. Um, so I was selling those, those policies. And after about three years of that, I decided I never wanted to be in insurance again. I I decided this was not for me because we had a lot of those conversations of just very personal conversations of people coming into the office, sitting across the desk from you and saying, I know I didn't pay my premium. However, could you please cover this accident that I just had? So after that, after that time, I went into just uh, small business as a finance manager. And then I was looking for a job and I had a friend who was in reinsurance and she said, why don't you just come work with me? 
And so I said yes, not really knowing what reinsurance was or that it existed and um, started off in the claims operations group, got some experience there, moved on to accounting, got some experience there. And then four years ago, I moved to our portfolio management group uh, where I've been and, and absolutely love it. You mentioned that you had gone to school for communications and then you ended up in a, a, a panelist role, essentially. How did that happen? <laughs> I would say probably not holding too firmly to what I thought my career should look like and kind of letting my natural interest take me and opportunity take me where it willed, really. And I, I will tell you, I have never really had this firm idea of, ooh, this is this is what I want to do with my life still today, which I don't know if that's heartening for people to hear or disheartening, but, but honestly, it's been so full of adventure. And I feel like I've kind of found my niche as I've gone along, as I've moved forward. And you just have to stay curious and be okay with a little bit of uncertainty. But I can say after, you know, 10 plus years in the industry that, that has actually served me pretty well. And was it the sort of situation where you didn't necessarily have the the background someone might've been looking for and they just gave you a chance or did you have like a minor or something like that? No, I didn't have any sort of credentials. Really someone just, just gave me a chance and I had a personal connection in insurance, both at the, the agency that I worked at and then also on the reinsurance side, you know, years ago. And so I think, you know, they were just, potentially looking for a type of person to fill the role and gave me a chance to do it. And then I think it just kind of took off from there. So yeah, that's, that's been majority. I think that's an important thing to remember too. We, we can teach insurance and reinsurance. You don't have to go to school for it. That is something that you can learn. And most of us did learn coming into Absolutely. that space. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about AROC. So you've been with AROC NextGen since pretty much the beginning, since we were a task force. What sorts of things have you done with NextGen? Can you tell us about any projects that you have worked on or are currently working on? Yeah. So primarily I've worked with within the digital content committee. And so we focus on digital content that we would put out through LinkedIn. We also write articles. We do a lot of actual recaps of the Legacy Life podcast as well, so that as people are looking for ones to listen to, they can kind of see the snapshot of, of what it's about and kind of some key takeaways. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the length and breadth of my experience. But I I was able to, for the first time this past October, go to my first AROC event. And so it was really cool to see everyone come together after, you know, everyone had been away from COVID for a while and meet the other committee members, the council, and really at that point made a decision to get more actively involved. It's just a great, a great community and young professionals who are involved in legacy. So I've really enjoyed it. That's good to hear because we work her very hard on the <laughs> council. <laughs> what benefits have you seen from engaging in professional organizations like AROC? So I'd say the primary benefits are just the people that you meet. I mean, I, I truly believe, and I'm not just saying this, that insurance, we have the best, some of the best people. 
And so I would say the people is the, is the biggest benefit. And, you know, these aren't people that you normally would probably interact with in the normal course of your day, but being able to have those connections and that network is huge in any job, but especially in insurance. I feel like it's, I don't want to say a small pool, but I, I would say it's a very, it's a very close pool of people especially reinsurance. It's just much smaller, but it's nice to have a name. Like I know somebody at this company, I'm having a problem over there. I can call that person and maybe they can help me. Right. Absolutely. Yep. You said it. So million dollar question, how do we attract more young professionals or even just laterals to the legacy space or to insurance in general? Yeah, that's a million dollar question, Katie. (laughs) So in my opinion, and and this is from observation and also being what would be considered one of the young generations myself, is that we're very used to being marketed to. And I think that to attract more people, people who are already in the industry need to act as mini marketers. And I've heard a million times before, you know, whenever I start talking about my job and insurance you know, people's eyes start to glaze over. But I would say, don't let the conversation stop there. Find something that you absolutely love about your job that could be interesting to somebody else and talk about it. You know, if you know of somebody who is going to be who's graduating from high school and they're not exactly sure what they want to do, I mean, that's a lot of people. I always throw insurance into the ring because there is so much opportunity Even if you start off doing something that you're not terribly passionate about, there is so much opportunity once you're in to move around to something that interests you into a niche, into legacy, you know, and I I think that the legacy pool will only be as big as the insurance pool is. So if we can start broad and talk about insurance, and then for those of us who are in legacy, really talk about, you know, what we love about legacy we're going to start getting more interest in the industry itself. Do you have any advice for young professionals or people who are looking to get into insurance or reinsurance? So I would say when I first joined Swiss Re, it was the first time I really worked for a big corporation. And for maybe others as well, maybe as you're entering the workforce, you find yourself in a really big pool. I will never forget something that I actually read on one of our intranet sites. I guess this is just props for the the, the company intranet sites. Uh, but uh, this gentleman said, don't worry about trying to build a reputation with those outside of your immediate circle. He said, if you do it right and you build up your reputation and you prove yourself to those who are closest to you, then those people will actually generally do the work of promoting you to others. And I thought that was so profound because you can get overwhelmed with just, you know, there's a lot of people and it's a big pond and that can feel overwhelming. Like, how do I, how do I get myself established here? But I think if you are very, if you're focused on your team and that dynamic and contributing, staying open, staying curious, you know, being open to to extra work sometimes, if it expands your knowledge base, then that will very much serve you well as you're looking to move around within 
you know, within your company or even within the industry. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. It was great having you and we appreciate all of your time and your insights. So I'm going to cue the music and close this out. Thank you for having me. AROC Next Gen is part of AROC, the only U.S.-based association focusing on the legacy or runoff sector of the insurance and reinsurance industries. AROC serves the industry by providing education, networking, information, and data. Learn more about what we do at www.aroc.org. That's A-I-R-R-O-C.org. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.